Chapter 19 of Balsamo the Magician by Alexandre Dumas, translated by Henry L. Williams. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chon Spoils All After the king's departure from the short and unpleasant call, as he termed it, to the courtiers, the Countess Duberry remained closeted with Chon and her brother, who had kept in the background, for fear that his wound would be found to be but a scratch. The outcome of this family council was that the Countess, instead of going to Lucienne, went to a private house of hers in Valois Street, Paris. Jean read a book while Zamore, at the window, watched for the carriage to return. When the Viscount brought the old Countess, he left her in the ante-room while he ran to tell his sister of his success. "'Where is John?' he asked. "'At Versailles, where I bade her keep close.' then go in my princess lady duberry opened the boudoir door and walked into her visitor's presence i have already thanked my brother she said for having procured me the honor of your ladyship's visit but i must thank you at present for making it i cannot find expressions said the delighted suitor to show my gratitude for the kind reception granted me. "'Allow me,' said Jean, as the ladies took a seat. "'The Countess must not seem to be applying to you for a favor. The Chancellor has confided a commission for you. That is all.' The visitor gave a speaker a thankful look, and handed the letters patent from the Chancellor, which created Luciana a royal castle, and entrusted Zamor with the governorship. "'It is I who am obliged,' said the younger countess. "'And I shall consider myself happy "'when the chance comes for me to do something in my turn.' "'That will be easy,' cried the other with a quickness, "'delighting the pair of plotters. "'You will not be ignorant of my name.' "'How could we?' the name of the princess to whom we owe king henry the fourth then you may have heard of a lawsuit which ties up my property claimed by the Seleucia. yes the king was talking of the matter with chancellor Maupiou, my cousin the other evening the king talked of my case in what terms, pray? Alas, he seemed to think that it ought to be the Seleucia. Good heavens, then we would have to pay twice over a sum which morally was paid. I have not the receipt I grant, but I can prove payment morally. I think moral proofs are accepted, said Jean gravely. The claim of two hundred thousand livres, with interest, now amounting to a capital of over a million, dated 1406, it must have been settled by Guy Gaston, the fourth Count of Bayern, because, on his deathbed, in 1417, he wrote in his will, owing no debts, and so on. That settles it said jean but your adversaries hold the note said the countess pretending to take an interest in the subject 
yes, that embroils it, said the old lady, who ought to have said, this clears it up. It terribly changes the position for the salute. Oh, my lady, I would that you were one of the judges. In olden times, you might have claimed a champion to do battle for you. I have such belief in your case that I would go into the lists for you. Unfortunately, we have not to do with knights, but a gang of robbers in black gowns, who will not understand so plain an expression as, I die owing no debts. Stay, though, as the words were spoken three hundred years ago, they would be outlawed, I think ventured countess du barry but you would be convinced of the lady's rights sister if you were to hear her as i have heard coming along then do me the favor of coming out to my place at lucienne where by the way the king drops in now and again but i cannot rely on such a chance for the case is called monday and this is Friday. What the deuce can be done? grumbled the viscount, appearing to meditate profoundly. If I could have a royal hearing at Versailles, through your introduction, suggested the old lady. Not to be thought of. The king does not like me to meddle with law or politics, and at present... He is worried about my presentation to the court. Oh, exclaimed the aged litigant. The king wants it to come off before the new Dauphiness arrives, so that my sister can go to the festivities at Campagne, in spite of Choiseur's opposition, Prosland's intrigues, and Lady Grammont's intervention. I understand... The Countess has no introductress, queried Lady Bayern timidly. Uh, beg pardon, we have Baroness Alogny. Only the King would prefer somebody with a historical name. I cannot say that I ever heard of the Alognys, hissed the old descendant of kings with incredible envy. It would be a grand thing for her, for the king is tired of the jades who put on airs prouder than himself, said Jean. I could make Lady Alagny draw off by telling her what the king said. It would be unfair, said the viscount. What a pity, for in that case here is a lady of ancient lineage and regal. She would win her lawsuit... Her son could have a lieutenancy in the household troops, and as Lady Béhan must have gone to much outlay in her trips to Paris, she would have compensation out of the privy purse. Such luck does not rain down twice in a lifetime. Alas, no, said Lady Béhan, crushed in her chair by all things being against her. "'An idea strikes me,' said Jean. "'All has been kept quiet, "'and so the king does not know "'that we have a lady patroness to present my sister. 
Suppose you were at Versailles and expressed your willingness to act as social sponsor for my sister. Why, the king would accept one who is his relative, and that would prevent the Alignies complaining. The king could do no wrong. The king would do right about the suit, said Jean. He would be delighted, and he would be sure to say the Chancellor Maupion, I want you to treat Lady Bien properly, my lord. But this may look bad when everybody thinks my case lost, objected the old countess. Well, let it be lost returned the other lady quickly. What matter, if you are compensated? Two hundred thousand livres, said the other with sorrow. Pooh, what if there be a royal present of a hundred thousand livres? I have a son, remarked the victim, while the two eyed her greedily. So much the better. As he will be another servitor for the king, he must not have less than a cornency in the army, said Jean. Any other kinsman? A nephew? We shall find a birth for him. We rely on your intervention, said Countess du Barry, arising. You will allow me to mention your ladyship to the king? "'Do me the honor," said the old dame with a sigh. "'No later than this evening,' said the royal favorite. "'I trust I have won your friendship.' "'Yes, though I believe I am in a dream.' But the dream only lasted to the foot of the stairs, where Countess Béarn was conducted on Jean's hale arm, for there— the irrepressible Chon came bounding out of a sedan chair. Lady Béarn recognized the pretended daughter of lawyer Flageau. "'It is Mistress Chon!' roared Zamore. "'Is that little fool Gilbert here?' asked Chon of the footman, when she suddenly looked up and saw Jean trying to hush her. She followed the direction of his finger and perceived Lady Béarn. She gave a scream— lowered her cap-veil and plunged into the vestibule. Appearing to notice nothing, the old lady got into the carriage and gave her address to the coachman. End of chapter 19 Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia